Welcome everybody to the Always Open Podcast. I'm your co-host Lim Dozier. I'm Malik Mims. Super excited to get started today. Today we have got a special guest, uh, somebody who we've built a relationship with over this past summer and just super excited to see, you know, what this group does moving forward. We've got Ty Young, man. Ty, how are you doing? We're doing pretty good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. Of course, man. So let's let's jump right in it. We'll start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, man. A little bit about your about your background. Man, I'm actually from uh from Tennessee, man, originally. Well, born in San Diego, probably moved around for for a year or two, uh but from kind of elementary on up. I was in Knoxville, so went to Austin East High School, graduated in 08. I've actually got family living in, uh, mom and sister living in Nashville now. So the majority in Knoxville, some of them in Nashville, and, and now I'm here in Atlanta. So, you know, really special to be on this one, man. Y'all messing with the hometown thing. <laughs> hey, little boy. Hey, little. Yeah, I was going to say the same. My, my pops graduated from Austin East. Uh, he's a role runner, man. So he, he, yeah, he's, he, he graduated in 82. He had a... a he won, a, he won a ring in football from there. All my family still lives pretty much uh, on the east side, right that's over there, off Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What's, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm Henrietta and Langland, like right behind Vine. Okay, so yeah, my, my grandmother my grandmother still got a house on Lake. So that's crazy, that's man. crazy. You said yeah. 82. I mean, I can't think of what what age some of my cousins are, but, but Rob and Rodney Jones, some of my okay. family. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we got to talk about that one more, more in depth. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea. I, I thought you were from the Georgia area this whole nah, time. No, nah, I've, I've been here in Georgia now for, I think just five years, four years, something like that. So no, nah, I'm, wow. I'm still, I know, I still got thrown the GPS when I'm up here, believe me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, that makes sense, man. Okay, well, cool, man. So uh, for our listeners and those who don't know, uh, Ty's just been one of the leaders especially here in this region but really across the country uh in the youth hoops world when it comes to running different tournaments or, or running any sort of uh events that are geared towards college recruitment or even just having athletes be seen and evaluated uh so i'll, I'll take it back again how did you get started in youth sports well man i, I kind of fell backwards into it truthfully um when I got out of school, I was I jumped right into coaching, college coaching, bounced around to a spot or two, um, and, and really just wanted to do something different, but wasn't really sure what it was. So, packed my bags, moved here to Georgia, uh, had some family up here, um, and, and really just kind of fell backwards in the hoop scene. So, got my start in the coaching. Uh, you know, talked with a few different people up here, but but ultimately, I was lucky enough for Justin Young, who's still who still works here, um, you know, he offered me a position. And like I said, it's been kind of history ever since. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Uh, man, let's, let's kind of, I guess, let's fast forward now. Let, let's talk about, man, just what 2020 has been, what a crazy year has been, and the effect that it had on 
on your business and, and just what that looked like, what the AAU season looked like this year? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say the the business as a whole, not just hoopsing. Everybody was affected, whether that whether that was just in terms of you know trying to maneuver around you know the new rules and regulations that were in place in terms of trying to provide a a safe af- atmosphere for everybody in attendance. Uh, that came with its own set of challenges. Trying to you know find people to work with those those challenges in place uh, of just of just COVID being a real thing that can affect everyone. Um, you know, whether it came down to uh, trying to find venues and it really kind of restricted the travel for teams that were that were willing to uh, to bounce around. Um, so, so it really affected the industry as a whole. Uh, for Hoopsing uh, specifically, you know, obviously all those same things uh, really impacted us, man. But I'd say uh, the biggest thing for us was going back to 2019, we have really got a lot of traction. Uh, we have ran the best of the South down at the uh, Congress Center. We had 300 teams. We had, you know, teams from 30 different states. Um, and and moving into 2020, man, we had the most, you know, teams typically when they register, they were registered for a March event, April, March, so on and so forth. Well, that fall, um, you know, we had over, 100, 150 teams registered for the July event first. Huh. You know, so so our momentum for that event in particular was crazy. And so when COVID hit, you know, it, it, it eliminates that. You can't see April, let alone July. So it, it definitely impacted us, but more in particular, that momentum that we have for, for that major event. Yeah, man, we were actually, I was with, I'm coming over from uh, the STARS organization. Okay. Uh, and we were we were at that event uh, in 20, yeah, 2019. And that was, I mean, I, our hotel alone, you know, where we stayed downtown. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was jumping. So I, I know, I mean, that event, the World Congress Center, the way it was set up, the proximity to everything downtown, I mean, it was first class. So I can imagine with that being kind of the springboard, you know, in your mind, you're like, man, we're ready to kill it next year. You know, not knowing, you know what I mean? Not not knowing what's, what's coming up. But it's, it's funny to kind of go back and, and look at my mind because I know that was one that we ended on and it was the best tournament we had been to, you know, all summer. So, so it was, uh, you know, I, I can imagine from your perspective, but man, what would you say uh, on the recruiting side was this summer, uh, I, I guess maybe your pros and cons to recruiting uh, this summer and just a new approach that I guess, you know, for the foreseeable future, we got to take as far as it goes with exposure and recruiting. Um, I think the pros are, if you committed to a school, if you signed to a school, chances are the, the staff has to really love you. Um, they, had, they probably did some homework on you that they potentially may not have done before. They may have called a few more people about you uh, just because they couldn't put their eyes on your body language or, or couldn't you know, interact with you maybe from the sidelines or you know, all that stuff was eliminated. So that I'd, I'd say that's definitely a pro. Obviously, the rise in, um, in the use of, of any live streams out there, I think that's here to stay for the most part. I don't think it'll be as uh, high usage as it will be going forward. Like last year, just because, uh, you know, the libraries and people's schedules and things of that nature. Uh, but I do think it's here to stay in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, and ultimately, I do think... <coughs> You know, not only between, you know, I, I use us on this Zoom call for an example, 
um, I, I do think it was the season of really building some relationships, you know, strengthening some old relationships and building some new ones uh, that you may not have had with, with college coaches or college coaches talking with high school coaches, travel coaches, uh, or even amongst themselves. And so through that, I think, you know, building those relationships, obviously that's, that's recruiting one-on-one. Um, in terms of the cons, uh, I think it's simply just there's a lot of quality players right here in Georgia that, you know, if we had even one of those live periods, I don't think they would be on the board anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it just it took away a lot of opportunities. Um, and then obviously with the rule changes that they're adding, it makes it even more difficult uh, for some of these high schoolers coming up. But but ultimately, I just think it took a lot of time off the uh, a lot of time for college coaches to see some of those prospects and and, and with that kind of with those opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, kind of talking about opportunities and things that were created from there. I know, Malik, I'll let you kind of tell your, your part of the story, man. Uh, you know, I do want to talk about, you know, and this is uh, a little off the agenda, but I, I want to talk about kind of the impact uh, that you guys had, even just with our, you know, individual program, uh, speaking about Pro Skills Nashville. I mean, we the, we played in a few events, and, you know, we, we got some good publicity and such, but, you know, we went to the Bama Jam. Uh, and that was kind of when our summer and and even just, uh, I guess, our credibility per se really took off just because of, you know, yourself and your staff and you know, the level of competition we competed against and, and how we fared in those games. Uh, and, you know, it was crazy because we kind of went into this summer just thinking, hey, you know, it's going to be a summer where you may not have many eyes on you or may not have any events that, you know, or people are going to be scared to run events or the events aren't going to be run in the proper way. But you know, two things I'll say. One, every single event I, I went to was was ran from a COVID perspective exactly how it needed to be and also from just a, a traditional administrative perspective. I mean, I'll never forget when we went to uh, the tournament down at Swanee uh, and we were standing up on the, the thing. They were like, hey, you can't go down yet. It's not time for your game. I'm like, what? You know, you just, yeah. hey, you were. you just thinking, yeah. man, what do you mean? I'm trying to watch yeah, this game. Sure. But, you know, sure. but it was something that ultimately after my three minutes of being an idiot, I had the respect, like, yo, like, they're really taking this serious. You know, we went to other tournaments and, you know, everybody was everywhere, you know, and it just, it really didn't matter, man. So big kudos to you, man. But, you know, from a media standpoint, you know, Hoop Scene really pushed our name uh, and and the biggest thing is our players to the next level, man. I mean, every time you looked up, you guys were there looking at the right games watching the right competition. I, you know, we stole half of our people that we're recruiting for this year from, from some of your media. You know, that's 100% honest, man. No so, doubt. You know, it was just kind of super cool just to kind of see that, man. And, you know, for me, you know, and I know I can speak from Malik, Malik on this, we're definitely grateful for the events that you run because, you know, it's been – it kind of was the slingshot to continue to, to push us forward, man. You guys did a great job. Well, no, I mean, I, you know, obviously I appreciate that, man. I'll, I'll peel back the curtain some more and kind of let everybody watch it know kind of me and your history or, or you know, scene in the program's history. So I remember being on the group text with Sim and him just kind of introducing us. And obviously me and him have a real, real honest conversation in regards to players. And so him telling me that you are going to be a good team, that was enough for me. And so – Thinking back to the Bama Jam, Bama Jam was probably the first hoop scene event that I've missed since I've been on board. I had to stay back and, and take care of a few things. 
And I just remember Justin, Justin texted me the first day, which he, he rarely does about a team. And it's like, yo, these these guys are it. Like, they're going to be the, one of the best teams we have going into next season. And so, obviously, with that, you know, you take that message and you want to just keep ramping up the competition as much as possible. Um, and, and so, man, you know, hats off to y'all, man. Y'all, you know, dealt with any team that was in front of y'all the whole season. And so, just, you know, and, and back to the COVID protocols, I mean, I know, you know, COVID was kind of dumped in everybody's lap and, and you kind of learn some things through trial and error while, while hoping that you're, you're maintaining a, a safe environment for everybody. But, you know, ultimately for you all to navigate with as many teams as you all did and, and kind of help us maneuver through all that, man, between, between the talent and the professionalism and all of that, man, you all, uh, you all did it the right way. So, you know, teams or programs like y'all make our job easy, man, as far as running events. It, it gets difficult, especially as you get, you know, you grow in numbers. So, no, it, it definitely works both ways. Well, well, we definitely appreciate that, man. And obviously we'll reflect that same, you know, same thing to you. So so let's talk about kind of what's next for Hoop Scene. You know, we you talked about the momentum. We talked about slowing down from a numbers perspective the year after. You know, what's next for Hoop Scene? I know you guys got some pretty cool things brewing that we've talked about. You know, what, what's going on? Yeah, so the, so the big thing, you know, even dating back to our announcements, um, you know, a few weeks ago is Justin Young, who we talked about earlier. He moved to the West Coast. Uh, he'll still be doing some different things remotely for us, and he'll still be coming back for a few of our events throughout the spring and summer. But ultimately, him moving out West gives up an opportunity to kind of plan our flag and, and maybe look at some different uh, different events. Uh, so that's something that uh, we're excited for, you know, potentially in the near future. You know, we'll just have to kind of see how that, how that shakes out. Um, as of right now, you know, the, the biggest thing that we just announced a few weeks ago was our partnerships uh, between Ohio Basketball and NYLA and, and Hoop Group. And so we're forming something called the Grassroots Basketball Association. I'm really excited for it and, and the things that it's going to do for independent prospects. We all kind of put egos aside and, and everything else that kind of comes along with, you know, working with other people. You know, it's, you know, you know, we all know the difficulties in, in trying to pull off, uh, you know, working with other people. And so we were all able to work all those things out, put everything else to the side that didn't matter and really come together and try to just build a massive platform for all those guys that support us. So, uh, that's the that's the thing today. We got some a few more things that you know probably the top of the new year will announce, but but that's the the thing I'm most excited about right now. Man, that's that's awesome, man. You know, it really kind of putting a clamp on you know the eastern side of the United States. Period. You know, everything. You know, you got Midwest, you got Northeast, you got the Southeast locked. I mean, it's it, you guys really really kind of put a stamp on, you know, being serious about it. And, and there's something to, uh, to be said for a group of people who are willing to set aside pride, set aside, you know, even the financial gain of things. I know you won't say it, but I will, uh, you know, for the betterment of the athletes, that, that's something that you don't see happen often. You know, there's probably a lot of situations that could be much better for the athletes if, you know, a couple of programs just sat down, put the differences aside and, yeah. <laughs> forward, man. So, you know, hats off to you, man. Malik, you got any comments on that? 
Yeah, I know we're we're looking super forward to a couple of our teams, uh, different age groups being able to play in it, man. Uh, we we know the quality uh, that you, you know, that the standard that you live up to, and, and what that's gonna look like. Um, I was super excited. I know we, you know, we got to we got to hear about it a little early, you know, through them. So we, we've already been kind of trying to put those teams together uh, to send them out. But I know our teams and our coaches who will be competing on it are super excited about it, man. So that's that's really dope, man. We appreciate the opportunity. No, I, I appreciate you all supporting it, man. I mean, for us, it kind of goes back to you saying that you all came to Bama Jam last year. Uh, we we want to offer variety, whether that's you know, Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina. We've had events in Florida before. We've had camps in, you know, six different states. Um, and for us, it's, you know, I think back to the days where I played ball, um, you know, some of the, the best experiences for me was when I was on that out-of-town trip and we played some teams we'd never heard of before. And so, you know, these partnerships allow us to do that kind of tenfold. Uh, it allows us to, you know, you show up to our event feeling like, you know, you're going to experience something differently than you have uh, the past week or even the past month before. So, uh, again, man, just, you know, shout out to those other guys, too, and, and them coming together with us and, and really figuring it out. Man, super excited about that, man. Grassroots needs that, you know, yeah. that, at the end of the day. Grassroots needs a legit platform from people who, uh, or respected within the community, man. So we're looking forward to I know a lot of teams out there are. Uh, and I think it's going to be very similar to the year you guys had in 2019, where year ones is going to build so much momentum where going forward, right. you know, it's going to be the place to be. So super excited about that, man. So, you know, I want to take you back to last summer again, uh, and then we'll kind of go back deeper than that. But so from the games you've got to watch, and, and please, I'm not looking for a PSB plug at all. But from the games <laughs> you got to watch last year, what was the game that you thought was probably the best game that you got to see? Man, I think for me, um, and we wrote an article about it a little earlier in the year, a little earlier in the fall, uh, was probably Team Curry versus Team Honcho mm -hmm. uh, at the Be the Beast uh, live showcase. It was, it was, it was packed. Um, it was, it was intense. Kind of came down to the end. You know, if you pull up a roster of both teams or a ton of prospects on both groups, um, that's probably the most memorable one. And it was towards, I want to say it was in August, so it was it was kind of when both teams were established as, as two of the better teams in the region. Uh, that, to me, was probably the best game I saw. Yeah, that, that one was one for the books. That's a heck of a matchup, man. And we, I think, Malik, we got to – were on the court over. Yeah, right, right. I'll finish early now that I'm thinking, and y'all yep. got a chance to finish it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. And, and that, that matchup, man, was whew. And, and yeah. I, I've, I got to see them in two separate events play against each other, man. You're right. It's just there's a different intensity. You know, you yeah. kind of feel that, you know, both teams feel like they got something to prove, a little bit right. of talking here and there. I, mean, I, yeah. I love that smoke, man. You know, yeah, they, yeah that was a good one. That, that's probably. Big versus Big was awesome. Yeah, Having Malik exactly. versus Jonas, man. I mean, that's that's. That's, that's the teams had it all. They had it all. They had tough guards. They had guards that could shoot. They had bigs that could do it all. They had that was that was a really balanced game. Man. That was tough. that much thought. That's probably the game. That was it. Yeah. That was yeah. It. Yeah. I'm I'm still jealous, man. My my little one, my littlest one had just been born. So I was at mm -hmm. I was at the crib, and, and Lynn was like, 
He called me during the game. Hey, they're going crazy. And I'm like, man, I'm like, man, what's going on, man? He was like, man, I told you to look at the schedule early, and I was, I was hot for like two weeks yeah. because I didn't get a chance to see it in person because I had to that's stay back, one. man. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's the game. That, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So let, let's let's go back to hoop scene history, man. Okay. What's the liveest game you've seen in history? Oh, I came the year after Zion and the boys played the best of the South, so I can't speak on that one. Okay. There's probably two that come to mind. One is, I guess, 2018 Bob Gibbons. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you two. One, it was Team Charlotte versus uh, the Celtics. Okay. And, and I think it was either a two or three overtime game right there on court for packed house. We had some, I guess, overzealous refs is what I'll call. I think I think the game was, you know, maybe Team Charlotte had five players, the Celtics had four. Everybody else was fouled out. Something crazy like that happened. Um, that was, was really entertaining. Um, that was a dog fight. Um, I'd say the second one was 2019. Again, going back to Best of the South, it was CP25. That was the year that they were independent. They're, they're with Adidas now. Um, they came into July, the July live period, with only one loss, and that was uh, Alabama Fusion by three or four points. It wasn't much, whatever it was. We had a team by the name of uh, Minnesota Fury come down. Oh, yeah. Talked to the guy throughout the year. But, you know, Georgia, Minnesota, Tennessee guy, Minnesota, you don't really – you don't really know until you know. That was probably the only – that was probably one of three teams in Hoopsie history where I changed their schedule on purpose. It wasn't like a forfeit or something. It was, okay, none of – it was your schedule isn't up to your talent level. I need you to play them. Um, and, and, man, that was the game um, – that was probably the best game I saw. Ton of coaches. It was towards the end of the event. They gave CP25, I think, their second loss in the season. Um, you know, contrasting styles. That was the game. Man, Malik talks about that team all the time. Man, go ahead and talk about them. I, I, I was a hey, Ty. That's probably my favorite team aside from any program a I've been with. A lot of people with. say that, man. Not, yeah. Like because it's so, and they were good at both levels. Their 16 and 17 were good. That's and what it's I heard. Like, I only saw the 17, yeah. And, and it's like they walk in on eye test. You think you're about to run them out the water. Yeah, uh, you, go, it, you, got, you got the game messed up. Like they were – all of them could play. They were big. I mean, even their guards were like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guards. Yeah. Everybody could shoot it. They had a big that could really pass it, and they were just really good at running their stuff, man. Extremely great well coached. Just a, just a great team. Great at it. And, 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 and again, even going back to how I said, okay, well, Justin shot me a text that said, you know, you all were going to be, you know, best team at Bama Jam, need to, you know, take care of y'all, so on and so forth. Again, that was another time where it was like, yo, Minnesota Fury, we got to check them out. Right. We, we watched them a time or two after that. All right, we got to change their schedule. So, I mean, I, I think, man, I think that's one of the things as I'm kind of talking out loud, that's, that's one of the things I'm most proud of of what we do is, is we'll watch you. You may not see us tweet about you or write an article immediately, whatever, but we've got a pretty good feel of, of who comes through the event. 
and, and what they can do. So, but now to answer your question, man, Minnesota Brewery versus uh, CP25 2019. Man, I like it. Yeah, I like it. But let me uh, let, let's shift gears again, man. Let's talk a little high school basketball. Uh, Georgia, I think right now, what are y'all doing? It's going through a process of implementing the shot clock. It's not a not a full go, right? Yeah. So last year was was I think the year that they at least put the plan in in motion to okay. implement it. I guess over a number of years, or of course, of some tournaments, and then kind of let it go widespread. I think that's the way they're they're doing it. Um, so so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy that they're making that decision to to move forward with that. I think that's going to be big for everybody. Well, and and I want to stay there. So what are your obviously? I know you're a fan because you just said you're happy about it. But what it why are you a fan of the high school shot clock? Do you feel like it should be everywhere? And what are the benefits there? Selfishly, I want it everywhere. Every high school game in the country. It makes it, it's just more enjoyable to watch. Um, I think it, you know, again, if I put myself back in the, the coach's chair, I think, you know, it gives you a chance to stay in games that you may be out of now, you know, once you kind of fall behind too much. Um, and you have to teach the game differently, especially, I say especially offensively, you got to get into stuff a little quicker and, and really be on your P's and Q's and, <clears throat> I'm sorry, and teach kids how to get in and out of offense. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think it betters the game. I know a lot of people will speak to it prepares them for the next level. And yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think high school basketball is necessarily all about that. But I think at the end of the day, anytime you can put players in a position where they have to make, you know, better decisions quicker, you know, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we had we had an official uh, that's actually a part. He's, he coaches one of our teams, but up and coming, man. He does some college stuff. He's been recruited by the NBA. His, I guess, cons to it would be finding enough good officials. But in saying that, I would say, like, the Georgia crews that we've seen, uh, and we've seen them at multiple events, are head and shoulders. And no disrespect, I know we got Tennessee guys who go watch it, but it's not, it's not close. Their officiating crews versus our officiating crews. And, and I think for us, I mean, not even us, it would be other places too, but that would be the main thought is, okay, who are the people who work the table? Because you know you're going to have clock discrepancies there. And then are the officiating crews, do you have enough veterans to work the crew, but you know, like I said, for y'all, I guess from a whole, I don't know, like what is the development there for refere for officials? Because it was, I mean, every GA official we've seen has been at least solid. Man, man, you you let most teams that come by our place tell it. Our, we got the worst refs in <laughs> in in, uh, in history. Now, you know, I, I don't, I really don't know much about the development. I, I will say that you made two good points on the reason why you know we wouldn't implement it as. Uh, uh, event operators that's a question I get quite a bit is yeah there's some cost to it and you know if we start using offsites does everybody have it does that make a difference and before we even tackle all of that the biggest things you just said was making sure that you know not only the refs but especially the scorekeepers oh. or whoever's at the table is, is like prepared to have that extra layer to it because um, that just adds one more one more element to it and, and truthfully one more headache. So um, that's what's kept us from doing it. But to answer your question, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the kind of buildup, you know, for referees are at this point. 
I got you. It's good to hear, it's good to hear that it, 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 it's good to y'all. It's been good. <laughs> we yeah, man. Yo, I mean, and, and, <laughs> and he's one of the best, but one of the most animated. You're going to know exactly who I'm talking about when I show you the motion, man. It's, it's a guy. Uh, probably, what would you say, Lim? Mid-40s, maybe early 50s. Yeah. Kind of got a little curl going to the back. He and he'll it. hit you with the, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> hey, he already knows. Hey, man. That's I don't, my I, guy. I, I, think, I don't, I shouldn't, we shouldn't know that. You know what I right. mean? Like, <laughs> he, he shouldn't have a thing that we know before you even really get into it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's my dog, man. Yeah, that's hey, like, but, but he does a fantastic job. You like, know what? That's why I'm not mad at it because when he does it, it's the right call. Like I, I I'm not really mad at it. <laughs> but now that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my guy, man. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, last one for me, and then I'll, I'll let Lim if he's got anything to follow up. But what was, you know, what's the overall mission? Obviously, we get to see it and we know what that looks like, but the overall mission of hoop scene and getting athletes exposure uh, slash to the next level, uh, you know, what is that What is that actual, you know, what, what are you trying to do there with, with hoop scene and getting athletes to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think just exactly that, man, is just putting guys in the best position possible. And that's, you know, we looked at things and we said, listen, you know, we think the world of hooping, obviously, but but what can we do to to make it better? And some things behind the scenes that we are, and there are some things that we've announced in terms of the GBA, which is which is just kind of right there in front of your face. Of listen, um, you know, again, there's a lot of work. There's there's years of conversations that that led into this, and so um, you know, you won't see us. Uh, you may not see us in the cameras and, and, and this, this and that, but ultimately everything we do, we do it to put guys in the best situation possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, when I speak about the, the four guys who work on this full time, you know, we're fortunate. We're aware of the fact that we're fortunate enough to work in basketball. We're fortunate enough to run events for a living. Like there's a lot of jobs that, that are worse than this. And so um, just, you know, to wake up and say, okay, what can I do to put guys in a great spot to ultimately be seen or heard of or, or, or whatever the case may be. And so that's the mission, man, is just, just try to do that and be the best at it. And I think everything else will fall into place. Man, and, and I think, man, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and be, you know, the, the, the video testimonial of it right here. I mean, we, you know, we, we had guys who, you know, picked up interest, picked up offers, you know, just from some of the publications because we were put in the right positions. You know, I remember that first tournament in that first game. It's funny that, you know, me and Malik talk about this. You know, we played against, you know, that no names. We played against a team that wasn't that talented and, and you know, it was a it was a blowout. And and still, even with that, you know, we I told Malik, I was like, I think there was somebody from Hoosing talking, you know, over there about us a little bit. So, uh, you know, then we get to a game against Pro One, very talented team, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the whole time, you know, because of your staff and how, you know, I- I- intense you guys are into what you guys do, you know, I- I'm looking for my assistant coach, Malik behind the bench, talking to Justin Young, though. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> I, I, I need some calls, man. Yeah. But no, that, that's just how, you know, in tune you guys are with it, you know, getting in there, asking questions, hey, where's this guy from? You know, how's this recruitment going? You know, and, and seeing if you guys can help. 
you know, so you guys are doing a good job. I love that you guys hired somebody who can really help with the marketing aspect of things and kind of be the voice of Hoop Scene. So I'm, I'm really excited about that and just to see what his impact is. What's that gentleman's young man? Yeah, shout, out, shout out to Austin, man. He's, Austin. he's, Austin. he's killing it, man. He, oh, he does the things that none of us like doing, man. He 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 takes it in that camera really well, so nah, he he's killing it. You gotta have somebody to do it, right, man? Yeah, he's killing it, man. Well, well, yeah. So so things like Austin that. Austin Smith. I'm sorry, Austin, Austin Smith. Smith. Austin, you know, Austin, Austin Smith. Austin Smith, man. We, I was super excited when I saw that video. I hit Malik. I was like, hey, man, they're they're continuing to roll out things. I mean, you guys had like a six week period where every week I felt like you guys were coming up with something new that was like, I'm like, man. Goodness gracious, we'll see, relax. Can't stop, man. Can't stop. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, I would say we took away from this year, man, was, you know, again, it was, all right, well, how do we, you know, how do we make the most of it? And, and truthfully, all of us had nothing but time on our hands, you know. So you, you immediately start looking ahead to 2021 and 2022 and 23. And, yeah, I mean, and this, this is a, a direct, you know, this directly came from that. You know, so we all try to pull the silver lining out of a year like this, you know. Somebody has to do it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough one, man, but you guys have been one of the programs uh, and, and been one of the group of event operators who, who've done it uh, all year long. So I'll ask you this in closing. Uh, one, please plug all your social medias uh, <laughs> and, and let everybody know where we can, where they can register for your events and learn more about Hoopsie. Yeah, well, mine personally is Ty Young Hoops. That's T-A-I, Young Hoops. If you want to follow me on Twitter. Uh, our main social media account is Hoopsene. That's H-O-O-P-S-E-E-N. You can find that on Twitter, Facebook, and IG. Uh, and ultimately, if you want to sign up for any of our events, we've got ones in Georgia, Alabama, um, North Carolina, Florida, and Louisville this year, uh, Kentucky. You can find those on hoopscene.com slash events. And, you know, obviously, if anybody wants to give me a call about any of those events, just give me a call. It's 470-266-8862. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Ty, for hopping on. Malik, you got any closing words? No, man. Ty, I appreciate it. We're we definitely going to rap about Knoxville. We got, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Heck, yeah, man. Well, again, you know, we'll, we'll stay in contact as always. Thank you, Ty Young, Hoop Scene. You guys check them out. Some of the best events in the country uh, ran exactly how you want your events to be run. So uh, definitely big shout out to you guys. Always open podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Look at me score like mm, off of the fingertip. Uh, I'm at the tongue ain't talk. When I shoot no clip. Always open, yeah. Gotta tune in, yeah. Always open, yeah. Gotta tune in, yeah,